With 10 games to go and all of the sides on equal number of games, Borough won at Swansea for the first time in 14 years and closed the gap once again on Sheffield United. It's the Uruguayan curl to on him. What's up guys, Matthew here and welcome to another episode of Project Borough. Today we're going to be discussing Borough's latest 3-1 win because winning 3-1 seems to just be Borough's favourite thing this season and it come at the Swansea.com stadium, a name I still can't quite get my head around whether I like it or not. But yeah, we went to Swansea and got our first victory there since 2009. It is a notable Hoodoo ground for us, one where we rarely get a result, we rarely even keep a clean sheet, if I'm honest. It's our longest trip of the season, and yeah, it's a it's a trip I might have mentioned in my last video. One I always get a little bit nervous of, and um, these are the games that I think will make the difference at the end of the season. We had a few of these in our promotion season under Itokaranka where we you know, went to Ipswich, we won. I think we went to Forest and won a couple of, couple of grounds where we'd not won in a long time and we won, ended the hoodoo and ended up, that was, you know, them points were valuable in getting us over the line. And this could be the same here, but we didn't do it the easy way as is the way with Borough. We did go behind after 15 minutes, arguably against the run of play. Considering Swansea are one of the most possession-based teams in the division, you know they are so their, their, their style of play is so focused on keeping the ball. We dominated possession for the most of the early parts of the game, and it must have been quite difficult for Swansea and quite unfamiliar for them to play a team who had so much more of the ball than them. But despite that, and despite our possession against the run of play, you could say Swansea got the opening goal. Bit of luck to it, you could say as a deflected, I might have been shot or cross, it came off Tommy Smith, um, and you've got to give it to Joel Perot, the reaction was, was very, very good, I think there was a couple of lucky goals in this game for both sides, and um, to be fair to Perot, good instinct, sticking a foot out, getting something on the end of it, and it went into the bottom corner, and at this point, Borough, of course, uh, being seven points behind Sheffield United, is worth saying, Sheffield United had a game in hand midweek, that infamous game in hand they've had for a while, against Reading, they just edged that 1-0 and not what wasn't a very good performance, but they got the three points. So the gap was back to seven, and with them drawing against Luton at the time, this goal put Borough eight points behind Sheffield United. And like I mentioned when we played Sheffield United, um, when we went behind there, 1-3-1 again, uh, yeah, I thought, wow, automatics is gone. We're eight points behind and I thought this could be the final nail in the coffin. But as this Borough team continue to do time and time and time again, they come back from behind to win from a losing position. And they have this streak of just scoring goals in quick succession. And despite going in behind at half-time, I still think we dominated the game. We had a couple of chances. They had a couple of chances. Um, the score could have been 2-0 to Swansea, it could have been one all. it could have been either way, I think we had the better of the first half, we then do what Borough do in the second, and like I say, we just go on this streak, this period 
of play where we just seem to go through the gears and in the blink of five, ten minutes, we've suddenly scored two or three goals and we've went from being behind to being ahead. And it's weird as a Borough fan feeling like this because we were accustomed, especially under Karanka, even when we were really successful, when we'd go behind in games, we would never come back. You know, we'd have to score first and then we would hold on and, you know, grind out results. Whereas now it doesn't matter if we're one behind, two behind. There's this feeling that we're still going to find a way of getting back into it because we have so many goals in the team. And as a Borough fan, I still just cannot climatise to that. I still just don't feel like this is right. A a free-flowing goal-scoring Borough side, but that is what we've got. And it is at the hands of some of the best attacking players I think we've had in years. Aaron Ramsey, on loan from Villa, he's hit the ground running big time. He got the equaliser. A bit like Perot's, bit of luck to this one. It was a great counter-attack, it has to be said. Um, not too long after Swansea had had a goal disallowed for offside, rightfully so. I may add that would have made it 2-0, but the linesman had a good game, uh, as did both referees, I'd have to say, in this one. Got that one right, so it remained 1-0, and we went down the other end. Great counter-attacking move from Borough. McGree playing the ball in behind. Um, Ramsey was behind the final defender anyway, but he was in his own half, so it wouldn't have been offside regardless. And he almost overplays it in this scenario. He kind of takes it onto his right foot, tries to play it inwards, and it gets a lucky ricochet off the defender back to Ramsey. So a bit of fortune, a bit like Swansea's goal, but what I will say, like Piro's, the instinctive finish from Ramsey was fantastic here. He just sticks a lead out and sort of directs it, pokes it, prods it into that far corner. And for a player who apparently didn't have a very good loan spell at Norwich, a player who you know, was injured for a long period. He's come in, and like all the players under Carrick, he's just instantly made an impact. There's been no bedding in period. He's not had to wait to get up to speed, really. He's just come in, took that position off of force, and he's just playing such a pivotal part in Borough's Burra's form right now. It's a great finish from him, and that puts us level. And then three minutes later, only three minutes later, Borough have gone through the gears, and again, Bit of fortune, not the greatest goal, but great refereeing. Giles puts a ball and it's headed out and Hackney slices whatever he's trying to do, whether it's a shot, a cross, he slices it completely. And although initially you think Archer is offside by an absolute mile, he isn't. He's onside. And the Swansea defence, all I can say is they turned to stone. It was horrendous defending from Swansea they all just freeze like the ball goes up they don't know what to do they don't know if the keeper's coming if they should claim it if one of them should say right it's my ball I'm gonna head it out they just freeze and Cameron Archer who is only five foot four I think you know he's not the tallest gets a free header in the Swansea box it's not like it's a quick whip dim ball where the defense has got to react quickly enough The, the ball's in the air for a prolonged period plenty of time to react plenty of time for a defender a a goalkeeper to own it and they just don't they just stand still Archer in behind prods it in um, and it's the easiest second goal we could have ever dreamt of it's almost like the controller of the defence just switched off and ran out of batteries and they all froze and Ramsey had the easiest header in the world Uh, really strange defending from Swansea but Borough then take the lead Um, and even at 2-1 we still had to ensure we Controlled the game. Zach Steffen did make a very good save at 2-1 to stop the game from going level. And then in the 77th minute, 
Borra again, break forward, great play down the left-hand side, cut back in, I think it was Archer, plays the ball across to McGree, who stands the defender up, drops his shoulder, and it, it's a pretty, pretty poor tackle from the defender. I don't think anyone can have any complaints. McGree is brought down, it's a penalty. Chubarak Pomo, of course, gave up the last penalty uh, to Marcus Force, gave up a hat-trick opportunity, was not going to give it up here. He got himself on the score sheet with one of Akpom's better executed penalties, it has to be said, and that made it 3-1, and that was game over. And Borough, as they've done many times, came back from a deficit to win comfortably by three goals to one, and we closed the gap on Sheffield United to four points. Now, yes, the gap has been four points before, but it is worth saying that of course, Sheffield United had the game in hand, which they no longer have anymore. So what that means for the table, as I did mention, is that the gap is down to four points once again. Yes, it's been down to four points before, but this time Sheffield United don't have that comfort of a game in hand. We've all played 36 games and there's still 10 to go and the gap is down to four points. Pretty much touching distance you can say and the fact that it's gone from 14 points to four is quite extraordinary and the reason for that is that Sheffield United lost they lost to Luton who have jumped Blackburn Blackburn lost on Friday night to Stoke the team we play next which meant Luton jumped them with a win over Sheffield United and the gap from Luton to Sheffield United is now seven and we were kind of saying at seven points difference we could catch Sheffield United whether that was our momentum or whatever Luton have good momentum too so Sheffield United now have to not only worry about us being four points behind, they now also have to worry about Luton being seven points behind. It's, it's clearly not an unassailable gap. We've proven that. And we are now right behind them. Uh, level playing field. We've got a pretty much equal goal difference, which could really end up playing a part come the end of the season. Our goal difference is now only one behind them. And I feel like... I feel like the Swansea game was a real pivotal result for us. You know, even if we'd have lost, the gap would have still been seven, but we'd have been still, you know, seven points gap, equal games, you'd still fancy Sheffield United. Four points, I think, is a huge difference, and it piles the pressure on Sheffield United. And the reason is this, because between now and the international break, which starts from next week's fixtures, next weekend's fixtures, we've got two home games. We've got Stoke on Tuesday, which I'll get on to, and Preston at home next Saturday. So we've got two home games, bearing in mind Borough's home record has been astounding. We've won all of our last seven home games in a row. I think we've only conceded twice in them seven games as well. So you'd say, on paper, Borough should pick up six points from the next two home games. Sheffield United only have one league game they have a game away at Sunderland on Wednesday but next weekend they have an FA Cup quarter final to attend to against fellow promotion rivals Blackburn so not only is that an extra game for them to focus on it means Sheffield United only have one more fixture in the league before the international break so eventually when we come back from the international break they will have that game in hand on us again but crucially if Borough can win both of then this is all ifs, buts and maybes, I do appreciate that, but if Borough win their two home games, which you'd expect them to, and Sheffield United don't beat Sunderland, Borough will be second come the international break. And yes, Sheffield United will have a game in hand, and with that game in hand, if they win it, they'll go back above us, but the psychological blow 
that could do to Sheffield United could be huge if Borough could be in front of them come the international break and to sit on that for two weeks for them would be difficult and for us to be second with still what would be eight games remaining for us and seven for them it is full on you know game on and and Sheffield United a trip to Sunderland we know fine well is not an easy place to go Um, we lost there of course 2-0 not too long ago and we need our Mackham friends, our northeast neighbours, to do us a favour. They have just beaten Norwich away from home, and, and Sunderland's results haven't been great. It has to be said of late, but that win over Norwich could be a big one for them because before that they lost three in a row, and they were pretty bad defeats as well to Rotherham, Coventry, and a five-one defeat to Stoke. So it could still be a, a good result for Sheffield United it could still be three points on the board quite easily but if Sunderland can get back to the form they've had at times this season they could get something against Sheffield United and Sheffield United I think they will even appreciate their fans that they aren't playing well at the moment they scraped past Reading in midweek and didn't look great against Luton at the weekend weren't very creative weren't very attacking their fans are even calling for their manager's head, which shows the pressure and the panic, I think, in their camp at the moment. So, yeah, it very much is a big chance for Sunderland to get something against them. And even if they draw, like I say, and Borough win, we've then got an open goal to overtake them next Saturday when they're in the Cup and we've got Preston at home. But talking of Borough's next game, this is not a, you know... A foregone conclusion and a guaranteed three points at all because Stoke City, granted, are one of the most unpredictable teams in the entire league. They finally seem to have found some consistency. Uh, you know, the, what I've gauged from Stoke is that they just can never really string a number of results together, but they finally seem to be doing that. You know, you look at their results through the last month, it's very much win, loss, win, loss, draw, loss, win. Take that cup game out. You know, they beat Reading 4-0, then they lost to Luton, then they drew to Hull, then they beat Huddersfield, then they lost to Blackpool. You don't know what you're going to get from Stoke, but recently, something's changed. You know, they went to Sunderland and won 5-1, which is a standout result that worries me a little bit. And not only did they beat Sunderland, they then went and beat our fellow playoff rivals, Blackburn Rovers, 3-2 on Friday night. And they look pretty good doing it. Um, what I will say is Blackburn aren't a convincing side. I think the table... I don't think they're truly where they should be in the table. I think the points and the data don't match up. And they will level out and probably fall out the playoffs. But still, Stoke led till late on. Collapsed a little bit towards the end of the game. But got another really good three points. And I think we'll be coming into this game with confidence. So, I'm not... Like I would most home games. It's not that I'm not confident, but I don't think it's a sure thing. And from what I've heard from Stoke fans, what I heard on the Borough Breakdown podcast, which of course I've, I do creative work for and I strongly recommend you guys go and check out. A Stoke fan was saying on there, um, and I'll paraphrase what he said, but basically it depends on how if Stoke take the lead or not. If Stoke score first, they are very good at holding on to a lead. If they go behind... That's when they struggle. So this could be a game where the opening goal is crucial. And I honestly do believe if Stoke get an early goal, Borough fans, we could get a little bit frustrated if we can't get back into it quickly. You know, the game gets deep in the second half. 
it could get a bit nervous. It could get a bit um, frustrating and desperate. And we might try and do things we shouldn't and we might struggle. But if we get the first goal, I'm confident we will win the game. Um, so first goal is massive for me. I am confident though, I think as great as Stoke's recent form has been, you cannot ignore Borough's home form. Seven wins in a row, we've conceded twice in that time like I say, so I think Borough will come through this. And I don't think it'll be easy, I think 1-0, 2-0, I think that's that's as close as it's going to be. But I think it's one of them, like when we went up, when we beat Reading at home in the last minute, we beat Hull at home in the last minute. We had a lot of home games that season where it was very, very close and we edged it and they were absolutely crucial, pivotal moments in that promotion season and this could be another. So I feel like this will be a very tough, tight game and I think we'll edge it. Only just 1-0, maybe 2-0 if we're winning 1-0, Stoke push on and we get a you know a late goal on the counter or something to make it 2. So that's what I think, guys, of the... Weekend fixture and my predictions for Stoke in midweek. But let me know what you think of the Borough at the moment. Whether you're a fan of Borough, an opposition fan, what you think of the automatic promotion race. If you're a Stoke fan, let me know what you think of the fixture coming up in your predictions. And of course, leave all that in the comments section below. Do like this video if you enjoyed it and subscribe for much more. Of course, I do content on Borough, general football content as well as gaming content here on the channel. So please do subscribe and hit the bell as, uh, yeah, that would really, really help me out and uh, would ensure you never miss an upload. But I'll be back after the game on Tuesday night. I am going to the match, my first match in a while, the first match I've been able to go to since I was made redundant. So I am absolutely so much looking forward to it. And of course, the next episode of Project Borough will be coming after that game in midweek where hopefully Borough will close the gap to maybe one single point because we play Tuesday Sheffield United don't play till Wednesday the gap could be down to one when they play Sunderland and then we'll see what pressure does to the Blades but until then guys thank you so much for watching I'll see you all next time